Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Welcome back, everybody, to Caravan of Garbage, where we're wrapping up our series on movies that are vaguely connected in some way. Our Tommy Gun series, except for this last one that doesn't have a Tommy Gun in it. God, they, but it's got Tommy Gun vibes, sort of. It does. Yeah, I can get four. Like yeah. I can link four of them. Mm-hmm. Four of them were created in the '30s, except the Rocketeer. Four <laughs> of them have Tommy Guns, except this one. Four of them are bad, except the Rocketeer. That's right. <laughs> Now, you said, James, if any of the, the viewers of this video can find a confirmed through line through yeah. this, you'll send them $1,000. I did say that. And put it in the comments. Unfortunately, they didn't know. I've had a look, <laughs> and it's just blank there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. So what do you do? Mm. Maybe if you leave a like, I'll uh, have another look, yeah, and nice. you'll get $1,000 nice, potentially. You nice, know? nice. Because you never know. Uh, it's like playing the lottery. You're guaranteed to win, as far as I'm concerned. Just leave a comment. Agreed. So we're talking about... Green Hornet 2011, which was a bad year if you made a green superhero movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, was this the year of Green Lantern also? Certainly was. My goodness. A movie we have also looked at. And looking at who's involved in this, what a, what a fucking waste. Yeah, so it's so it's Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg wrote yep. the script, mm-hmm. uh, who have since gone on to produce Preacher and The Boys yep. and the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And also made a bunch of really good stuff before this. Bearing in mind this was their first kind of big budget thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about Seth Rogen in particular, his feelings towards the making of this on the back end. But just squandering talents. Uh, Seth Rogen, of course, is in this. He stars in it. Jay Chow. Cameron Diaz is in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christoph Waltz is in this. Yep. David Harbour is in this. Surprise, David Harbour is in this. James Edward Olmos is in this. Uh, Tom Wilkinson is in this. 
You know? Edward Furlong's in this? Yeah, he's in this. Huh. I got a bit of trivia about that. Oh, well, yeah. And it's, of course, directed by Michelle Gondry, who directed Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Be Kind Rewind, probably other movies that I like. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I hated this. Yeah. How did you feel about it? <laughs> it, re- it? It's upsetting. It's upsetting. I felt like, and this is a low bar to clear, but I felt it was insulting my intelligence, mm-hmm. my very minimal intelligence. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. Like, it starts off like on a real sour note because there's a moment in this. Christoph Waltz, who has come off, you know, he's, he's back in acting. He's, you know, did, did, a, did an amazing performance in, in Glorious Bastards. Yep. And he's clearly, like, taken whatever check is available. And who could blame him, you know? Mm, he's, he's a hot property. Get, get that cash. Get that superhero cash. Anyway, he plays like a gangster. And he, is, he controls all the crime in this city. But then uh, an, a, another gangster starts up a nightclub without his permission. So he goes into the nightclub. And it's James Franco. And, and he's like... R.I.P. Oh, yeah, no. We're missing Thinking anything good about it. <laughs> That's right. Because he sucks. <laughs> and Christoph Waltz is like, listen, you've got to give me all, you've got to give me the deed to this nightclub. I'm taking over this nightclub. And James, James Franco's like, you're old news, old man. Get out of here. You're not going to take a wicket. We're the new game in town, buddy, or whatever. And then Christoph Waltz just pulls out a big gun yep. and shoots his henchman. And James Franco's like, what the heck? I'm flabbergasted. He brought a gun in here. Well, he this guy that controls all the crime he in the just, city. He didn't just bring in any kind of gun, man. It's the biggest gun I've ever seen. It's the biggest handgun I've ever seen. And it's two guns. It's two guns. It's two guns welded together. And I went back because I thought to myself... He found it? It was on the floor in front of him? Well, I'm like, they haven't even contrived a way that, like... He yeah. snuck it in or whatever, like one of his underlings, you know, snuck mm. it in a, a side corridor and gave it to him. Or, or maybe, maybe he like was piecing it together. Man with a golden gun style. Ooh. Maybe it was a series of innocuous objects and he put it all together. No, it's the biggest gun in the world that you could not possibly conceal upon your person. Is and he a just, swimsuit? They don't, they, don't, they don't even pat him down. Nah. And I feel like that sets the tone for the movie. You know what I mean? I don't disagree. I do like the idea of that gangster looking for like an aesthetic or an edge because people keep telling him that he's kind of a boring standard gangster and he's like, what if I had a catchphrase? What if I wore a cool suit? What if I had a, like a, like a, a red trench coat? Yeah. What like, if I was red trench coat? Yeah. I, I don't mind any of that, but it, it doesn't really go anywhere. And also he's not in it that much and he doesn't play off the lead characters mm. like at all. There should be more scenes with those three together. Yeah, just like interacting and not just running down a corridor shooting at each other with weird guns. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, because we're going to take it back, because mm-hmm. as we know, every one of these properties we've looked at is from the 30s, That's Mason, correct, yes. And that's the definitive lens. Yes. What is the backstory of these characters? Well, uh, the real-world backstory of... Oh, yeah, I don't care about the fiction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly, Well, yes. the real-world backstory of these characters is that there was a Detroit radio station called WXYZ. Mm-hmm. Lucky they got in there. Get on there early. WXYZ. That's what nice. you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had already had a success with the radio play version of The Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, let's do another one, but let's do an original one. And so they uh, put together a little, little, uh, little masked hero. This is in 1936, so this is pre-Superman. Which explains the look. Sure, yeah. Just guys in suits with masks. No powers, etc. They've got a car and a gun or whatever. Yep, That's yep. totally fine. Uh, they went through, much like in this movie, they went through like a bunch of ideas as to like what to name the character and what his whole deal was. I think at one point they were going to be the Hornet, but there, were, there was already a Hornet, so they tossed around just a bunch of colours. At one point he might have been the Blue Hornet or the Pink Hornet. Okay. Couldn't do that these days. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> 
Thank you. Because <laughs> people would be like, oh, like the Green Hornet. Oh, um, yeah. And that, we hated that. Yeah, yeah, good We point. hated that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was a big old, big old hit. Well, and then it had a revival in the 60s. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. With, uh, look, with some guys, the Green Hornet. Van mo- Williams is his name. But most notably, it had Bruce Lee as Cato. Yes. And uh, I guess if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood more recently, a movie that Quentin Tarantino went out of his way to make Bruce Lee look like a fucking moron. <laughs> That is on the set of the Green Hornet, the yes. fight he has with Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I think I think it's got a really interesting backstory. I, I like the, the the aesthetic and the idea, I guess, of these two characters, and and they both bring kind of different ideas to it. Yeah. But I think what this movie does in terms of missing a trick is they're not a great duo, are they? I feel no. like they don't bounce well off each well, other. Well, they're all they're just. They're bad characters. So in when we talked about Dick Tracy a few weeks ago, you know, one of the, the problems I had with that uh, movie and that character generally is he's just a guy who fights crime because that's his job. Mm. And the Green Hornet, like traditionally in the radio series and the TV series and et cetera, he's quite similar to that. He's just a he's just a guy, he's like a you know, he's the he's the he's the young newspaper publisher and he's like, I think I'll fight crime at night or whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, and it's and it's you know, it, there's hard. It's 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 difficult to kind of like find a human angle to to jump in on that. And clearly, with this, as with some of the other you know versions you see in like uh, you know in comic books and stuff like that, they're like, let's give him a backstory. Let's give him a reason to fight crime. And it's awful. Yeah, he's just a he's just an awful guy. And he's I, stupid, and he never learns anything, and not in a fun way. No, and I think. Seth Rogen. He's rude. He is rude. And, and that's the he's thing. He's sexist. It, yes. And you couldn't do that these days. You couldn't do that these days. <laughs> and I think the problem Because with- they'd say they'd been done <laughs> in The Green Hornet 2011. I think also Seth Rogen is good at playing like obnoxious and irritating characters, but the difference is that they're funny mm. and you like them. Yeah. Whereas this guy, I don't like him. Mm. He sucks. And not in a way that, like, that's funny. He's not funny. He just sucks. <laughs> yeah. He's just mean and he sucks. There's a point where he meets, he, he's, he's hiring a new temporary secretary and he gets, he he, uh, he hires Lenore, played by Cameron Diaz. Yep. And in, like, the span of about 20 seconds, he talks about how hot she is to her face. And then she's like, but you're also old. Yeah. And, like, what are you doing? Nobody in this movie acts like a real person. Everybody acts like they're just saying the exposition they need to get to the next scene of the movie. Yeah. So in a way it feels like just a really awful comic book from the 60s. <laughs> you know, where people are saying the stuff they're doing. Things. Explaining yeah. stuff, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but here's something I, I appreciate that they sometimes get right in this. Being a Michelle Gondry film, and this was his his biggest project by far, he's really good at putting like mechanically interesting scenes together. Uh-huh. If you look at like Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind, the detail and the effort to getting, like Jim Carrey in a sink, if you've seen, for example. And they build a really big sink. And yeah. uh-huh. There's so many fascinating... Let that sink in. Thank you. <laughs> there's so many fascinating things, <laughs> great joke, uh, within... That movie, mm. and I feel like you get glimpses of that with like the mechanics of the car and the coffee machine. The coffee machine, but you know, and, the, and the, there's I think that some of the action sequences are quite frenetic. Like yeah. Kato has a he has the Arkham Asylum detective vision. Boy, does he! And he can you know no, no, he's got the Arkham Asylum fighting vision. Oh, it's different, Mason. It's different. It's and in the same game, but it's different. Yeah, yeah. And he can kind of assess all the threats, and then he like takes everybody down in a cool sequence. And I thought that was quite fun. I think though the fact that they really highlight the guns, I think the fact that they really highlight. Oh, they were trying to talk about the Green Hornet. It's not good, but we need you to keep it down. Um, 
like they really highlight the red gun. It's like, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like you can pull back on that slightly. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe if your brain does do that exact thing, maybe there's you should get a CAT scan or something. Yeah, you have a you have a brain tumor, one hundred percent. Um, look, I don't know the, the um his origin story in this is weird. You know what I mean? The fact that his dad broke a toy and. Yeah, and, right. And then he's and then he was a bad guy for thirty years, and then he does this. Yeah. So the, his backstory is that the first time we see him is a little child. He's a little Lord Fauntleroy type in his yep. little cardigan, and he's being brought home from school by his dad, who's a big media magnate. And his dad's like, "What are you doing, getting into trouble at school?" And Britta Reed is like, "Oh, he's just helping a kid. A kid was being bullied, and I wanted to save him." Mm. And, and his dad's like, "We'll never do that again. Just be a bad kid for thirty years." <laughs> I won't be having any of that. And then we see nothing, and then he's just like a like a party dude. He's just awful. He's, yeah. Uh, and also, Kato's better than him at everything. Yeah. and He's yeah. pointless. Yeah. He doesn't need to be in the movie. Mm. He doesn't make anything. He can't fight for shit. He doesn't have any good ideas. He's Then, he's, then he gets weird. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, 
and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Jealous about everything. Yeah. And God, he's unpleasant, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he really is. And he only learns, he only learns about the existence of Cato because when his dad dies, he fires the entire staff. Mm-hmm. And Cato, his job was to maintain all Britt Reed's dad's cars and also make his coffee. Yep. And then Britt is mad that his coffee's bad all of a sudden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's uh, right. Uh, great. Love origin. It. That's a good origin, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he's like, I'm going to cut the head off my dad's statue. And then he just gets a thrill out of fighting crime. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to do, do it. I'm going to do it, yeah. yeah. And he does for a bit. What do you think about the idea that they frame themselves as villains? Well, I mean, that was the that I mean, that is the that yeah. is the conceit of the original Green Hornet. So I guess you have to lean into that a little I, bit. I sorry, I should say, do you think any of that actually works here and makes sense? Absolutely not. Yeah. No. 
No. The deeds that they're doing, <laughs> yes. it's just destroying villains' lairs, but they're not they're not taking over anything or stealing money for their own gains or killing anybody. Well, they are killing or, people. Or killing any, I guess that maybe they are. Maybe it's great. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's great and I'm wrong. <laughs> it's completely random. Sometimes they're just beating people to it with an inch of their life. Sometimes they're shooting people with missiles from their car. <laughs> Sometimes they're like, well, I've got to use a gas gun because I can't, can't kill. But then, then sometimes they just drive half a car through David Harbour off the top of a building <laughs> and crash him into the, the ground below, which honestly I loved. I, okay, that bit I, was I will say when the half a car gets in the building at the end, yep. there's a lot of broken glass and sliding about. I think all of that is a pretty solid action scene. Yeah, but we shouldn't have to wait that long no. for a good action sequence. I mean, right? it's half a car. Yeah. And I guess there's two cool villain deaths. There's the David Harbour one that you mentioned. And Christoph Waltz gets, like, stabbed through the eyes. But it's really... And his head just... Yeah. He's just, he's just swaying around with two enormous, like, chair legs it sticking out of his like, head. in, like, half a second. Like, there's no... I don't know. Is that, like, a rating thing where they really just kind of... Maybe. ...speed through that? Mm. Yeah, wow. It's, good. it's a good movie, though. And I want to talk about why it's such a good movie. But before we do that, Mason, uh, can we do some trivia? Yeah. In a little segment I like to call the Trivia Hornets. Oh, I thought you'd call it um, Horny Green Trivia. <laughs> we can do that. Okay, great. It's been rebranded. It's, it's Horny Green <laughs> Trivia every week from now. No, no, it won't be. So Nicolas Cage was initially cast as Chudnovsky, but dropped out. He intended to play the role with a Jamaican accent, much to the director's dismay. In his book, Seth Rogen talks about meeting with Cage after the movie got made, and Cage accused him of telling James Franco about his idea after seeing the movie Spring Breakers. Uh-oh. My goodness. A poster for The Lone Ranger can be seen in Britt Reed's room and in the original uh, radio program, etc. the things you said, but also the Green Hornet is the Lone Ranger's grand-nephew or something? That is correct, yes. Great. Some, the answer there is sometimes, because sometimes the Green Hornet and the Lone Ranger aren't owned by the same company, so they can't say it anymore. Oh. But sometimes they, you know, sometimes various conglomerates and corporations combine. So they can say that he was my grand-nephew Correct, or the magic of, of literature, James. That's my what God. that is, yeah. Isn't it just... Now, just quickly talk about uh, who was involved in directing this before we got here. Kevin Smith was attached to direct in the early 2000s. He actually dropped out because he wasn't prepared for, for making something of, of this size. He was like, I'm, I'm making smaller things. I'm not be doing this right now. What if the Green Hornet and Kato were trapped in a convenience store? What if they were? Mm -hmm. And then one of them died in Clerks 3. Spoiler alert. I didn't mind it. I enjoyed Clerks 3. <laughs> I... Was only vaguely aware that it existed. Okay. I didn't know it was out. Cool, okay. cool. In late 2008, Stephen Chow was set to direct and co-star as Kato. However, creative differences prevented him from doing so. And it seemed as if that he was going to be on board for this version. But Seth Rogen stated that the reason for Chow's departure was he did Kung Fu Hustle, right? Yes. Let's check. Okay, great. Green Hornet. Green Hornet. Yeah, did. Okay, great. I, did, I got that right, so that means I'm the best. Um... Seth Rogen stated that the reason for Stephen Chow's departure, who did Kung Fu Hustle, if you didn't know, I knew that. Oh, yes. Was that the director wanted Kato to implant Brit with a microchip and control him with a joystick, something Rogen wasn't keen on. Okay, I sure. I mean, whatever, may as well. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't be worse than this, <laughs> honestly. Michelle Gondry was actually set to direct this for Universal back in 1997 which was going to be his directorial debut, and the script was written by Edward Newmeyer, and it would feature a villain who ate human hearts. Gondry initially wanted Vince Vaughn for the lead, but the parts of Britain Cato were offered to Mark Wahlberg and Jason Scott Lee. Oh. And here's an Edward Furlong fact. The actor... Not just Jason Lee. No. Okay. <laughs> this wasn't a carryover from the Kevin the Smith Kevin's thing. Well, this was before the Kevin oh, Smith Oh, I thing. see, right. But yeah, yeah. And Edward Furlong, after the Green Hornet premiere... 
uh, green carpet, by the way. I, looked oh, at, I, love I found that. some pictures, yeah. I love that. He was actually arrested the next day on suspicion of violating a restraining order, requiring him to stay 100 yards away from his estranged wife. So, huh. you know, there's a fun fact for you, Mason. Wow, that, now that's horny green trivia. That's right. Now, there was going to be a sequel to this that Sony Pictures cancelled because uh, it Nobody, sucks. Yeah, it was bad. Nobody yeah. liked it. But on a budget of $120 million, it had a box office return of 229.2, which isn't... That bad, but not enough to... Mm. It's way better than I thought. I yeah, thought, I thought like, nobody saw this. And get this, the 3D conversion of the film added another $10 million to the budget. You, you can see it on the screen. You'll love it. Certainly can, every <laughs> single second of it. I bought a 3D TV just to watch it now. Yeah? So, yeah. How was it? Did it make it worse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want that experience, don't yeah. you? So then I rewatched it in, in 2D, and it was worse again. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> thought I'd made a mistake, so I put the glasses on. It became worse again. <laughs> So here's, uh, here's what Seth Rogen has said about this movie. This is from an interview with Mark Maron in 2013. Oh, yes. I'll read this out for this version, but in the, the video, I, I'll try and find the audio. But all, all this, oh, yeah, we'll find out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know he is, Mason. Oh, you found the audio. Yeah, yeah, I found it. I do like it. While we were making it, it was a fucking nightmare. And Gondry, the director, is wonderful at smaller scale stuff, but I think he did not mesh well. It was his first movie that had more than a $20 million budget, and this was a $120 million movie. And we had never made an action movie. He had never made an action movie. It was weird that the risks they were willing to take. The script is under great scrutiny. The lines, the characters, the dialogue. He should have a father. It should be this. It should be that. We wanted to get it made and not waste all this time. And then things like the action sequences, which is really where all the money's getting spent, go under no scrutiny whatsoever. No one looks at it. No one looks at the previews. No one looks at the storyboards. What we spent like literally $50 million on, no one checks. And that's what's crazy. The way that the money was spent and the way the money is spent on a lot of these movies is crazy. And you can see that because the weakest aspect of this is 100% the dialogue, the story, all of that. Yeah, Yeah. Like the the visuals don't carry it. I will say that, Mm. right? But a script would, I mean, it's, it's, it's basic movie making to be like, yeah, if the script was better, I think it would be a better movie. But how else do you explain this? Why, why does his dad, Yeah. why did his dad get Kato to build the car with the machine guns in it? Why not? There's a line in there where he's like, oh, dad was getting pretty paranoid. Enough to build an indestructible car with machine guns in it? Yes. And those like Ben-Hur spikes that come out of the wheels? Yes. Madness. I completely agree. Give me a better reason. Also, you know what? It's the Green Hornet. Yes. If you're giving it to somebody like creative people like who are involved in this, uh-huh. just let them do it, obviously. Mm. Because nobody remembers. They can do anything. Yeah. So mm. what are you getting into the nitty gritty of this, you know? Mm. Nonsense. Anyway, Mason, a lot of people have said during this series, there's some movies that you've missed that maybe you should have included in this series. That's true. The Lone Rangers come up. Mm. I think we're going to do that when we do like Disney flops at some point. That'll, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that. Oh, here's one people have mentioned. Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Yes, mm. but we didn't. We didn't do it. It's true, we didn't do it. I, I mean, I was thinking like, if you did like that and The Spirit oh, yeah. and the Sin City movies, they're that kind of like... You know it when you say it. Yeah, movies shot in a box. <laughs> That's and right. And some are more successful than yeah. others uh, mm. situation. But yeah, other people said, why didn't Mason watch the Phantom uh, series from 2009? Because he was so eager to talk about it and then he just didn't watch it. I kind of wanted to trick you into watching it. <laughs> really? And say I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And now the moment's passed, so I'm never going to watch it. Well, now I have to watch it. That's if right. If you're not going to watch it, I yeah, want to watch that's it. that's right. you got to be the big man who's watched it. <laughs> you got to be the big man. So yeah, look, if you do have any suggestions for Caravan of Garbage, we'd love to hear it below. And... Ah. 
These videos actually go up early at bigsandwich.co. Did you know that? I did know that. Including this one. Here's a hint towards next week. The Hunger Games, Mason. Oh, yeah, Hunger We're doing Games. all damn Hunger Games movies. How many are there? Four? A hundred. 50, I don't 000. think that's true. I don't think that's There's true. There's four. There's four. Yeah. Okay. yeah I think yeah. you were including all movies there. I was actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think you might be right. Because in a way, when you're at the movies, it's a real Hunger Games, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You're like, mm, I could go out and get a, a popped corn. But I don't. I don't. I don't want to leave the cinema. I would have got it before I sat down. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in addition to that, there's bonus video game let's plays. There's bonus exclusive movie commentaries. There's bonus podcasts in general, isn't there, Mason? Yes, that's right. That's nine bucks a month. It's like our private Patreon if you are interested. Also, our podcast, The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That comes out there every Sunday, Monday, everywhere else. Though Spotify, YouTube, that's right. Apple. You, don't, you don't have to wait that long. You can go on Stitcher. It's probably on Stitcher. I don't Stitcher? know. Stitcher? Is that still know. around? I don't know. Is wow. it? You tell me. Leave a comment. Nobody left a comment. I looked. Oh. <laughs> I didn't wow. do it. Wow. They could be winning $1,000 right now. <laughs> I know. Easy money. Probably yep. the first person to get in will win it. So <laughs> I think so. Anyways, anything else? It's a, what a chore of a movie. I know. What a shame. I know. I mean, not really. This is a green hornet. Yeah, who cares? What do the hornet heads out there think? The horn heads. What? what do they think about this? Were they like, no, we didn't mind it. I reckon they'd be like, this is a travesty. Yeah. Or are they so starved that they're like, no, it's pretty good actually. Aren't there like comics now where they cross over like Batman sixty six and whatever? Well, there's a, there's a, well, I mean, and they crossed over in the shows. They did. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there was a Kevin Smith uh, one for Dynamite comics. There you go. Yeah, that's right. There's yeah. something that might be good. Check it out. Might be. And Clerks three. One of them dies at the end. I won't tell you which. Is it one of the Clerks? Yeah, man. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Grab that gym. We'll see you next week. Bye. I liked it though. You should see Clerks. I liked it. So okay, you great. Can say That's it. great. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. this isn't a video about Clerks 3, is it? <laughs> no. Unless we want to chop out all the Green Hornet stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.